What's up, everybody? This is Tim Olari, host of the Late Afternoon Show. Thanks for listening in. Be sure to follow us and subscribe. And if you want more content, check us out at MrMeaningfulWork.com. There you can join our community. Stay up to date on coming episodes and previous episodes and other great Meaningful Work content. Today, we're going to be talking to ultra creative, chief creative officer, Steve Babcock. It is such a fun conversation. He has not only worked with brands like VaynerMedia and personalities like Gary Vaynerchuk, but a lot of other recognizable brands. We had a little bit of technical difficulty starting this show, so you'll join us after we have gone through those technical difficulties and started the recording again. Let us know what you think in the comments. Steve Babcock, welcome to the late afternoon show, even though it is probably we should have started this in the summertime because now it is now just becoming a late night show. It's dark over here. You're where? Where are you again? You're in Denver, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm in Boulder. It's okay. Dark here too. When does the afternoon become the evening? Like, what's the official? I date? think. I think there is a term called dusk. I think dusk. Based on like an hour, like at six o'clock is when. Wait, you know, is that evening? Yeah, I don't know. I think when it changes from supper to dinner is when it becomes it when it becomes evening. But we will keep calling this a late afternoon show until the calendar gods tell us otherwise in the daytime, folks. But we are so glad to have you, Steve. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I tried to give a little introduction to you, but do you have a if you're introducing yourself to somebody and you only have 30 seconds, how do you normally introduce yourself? Well, I guess it would depend on who that person is. But if I'm just giving sort of a career, yeah, I'm uh, Steve Babcock. I've been in uh, the creative side of advertising and branding and marketing for 20 years. Worked at a bunch of agencies, a bunch of different places, held a bunch of positions, worked with a bunch of brands. Yeah, that's it. I'm a dad. I've got three kids. And I don't know if I've hit 30 seconds yet, but that's that was like 15. Like you, you have probably been doing this for a long time to get your elevator pitch down. Like that's not even we wouldn't even have gotten to the next floor yet. And you would have already you would have already gone through. But, Steve, um, we appreciate you, man. And what I want to do is I want to ask you, I got some questions here for you before we dive into what you are the most famous for. I got some questions for you, just for us to get to know you, just to get to know you. Um, tell us, if you would, the oddest job, the weirdest, oddest job that you've ever taken to earn a buck. What's the weirdest job you've taken to earn a dollar? Well, I gosh, I wouldn't say it was, well, I don't know if it was weird or odd, but I, uh, all through my high school in a very small town in Idaho, I worked the uh, graveyard shift in the summers at a cheese factory. So it was like these 12 hour shifts where literally I worked in the barrel room. So like cheese curds would come in this big pipe and we'd fill them up in these barrels and run them down a track and compress them. And I was the only like youngster, like it was me and a bunch of old, older guys there. And so it was very, I guess it was weird just listening to their conversations and just being there. I'm like, I don't 
why am I here? <laughs> How long did you work there for? Uh, just in the summers for the high school. It was like a great summer job. It was, but it was, it was pretty grueling. Like it was 12 hour shifts, three days on, three days off, four days on, four days off. But it was yeah. a great way to just earn a lot of money in the summer. So nice. Nice, nice. Well, I can't say that I've ever worked that closely with cheese before, so <laughs> I will give that to you as that's that's definitely weird for me. Um, Ilya, thank you for hopping on. It's good to see you on here. Um, and we are excited for this interview as well. Trust me, we are very excited. We have Steve Babcock here, um, chief creative officer, brand guru, brand consultant, um, so Steve, we, we have some more questions for you, kind of diving more into kind of advice and observations and trends and things like that. But, um, talk to us about what keeps you busy these days. Like, what are you, what are you working on these days? These days I work on kind of everything, uh, you know, like, um, pre COVID I was uh, focusing on working directly with brands. I started my own little consultancy called made in house and, uh, to help brands build, their internal creative groups and production groups. So they could um, maybe not have to rely so much on outside vendors and agencies. COVID slowed that down. And so I've just sort of, you know, relocated my family back to our, our place in uh, Colorado, just to kind of see, wait this thing out, which is <laughs> who knows if it's ever going to end. And so now I'm just like everything. Um, I'm working, I'm doing freelance with agencies. I'm still consulting with some brands. Um, but it's not as it's a little more kind of open just because yeah. it's a little bit more open right now, but still, it's still the same stuff that I've always done just yeah. as doing it. So, you know, speaking about kind of working with brands, I know a lot of folks that are on here, Elia has, you know, branded herself as, um, you know, a consultant here on LinkedIn and um, showing folks how to find success, how to find clients, you know, and different things like that. Um, and so one of the things that I had reached out to you for initially was um, personal branding, right? So you look at these big organizational brands, right? You've worked for some of the biggest names, um, you know, in the industry. Um, how does that translate? How does like corporate branding translate to personal branding? What are some of the lessons that we can learn um, from the big brands for our personal brands? Yeah, in, in, uh, it's actually a space that I've been really interested in lately in, in working with personal brands or influencers or people who are trying to figure out how to, you know, create substance beyond just a follower count or to become something else. I would say it's, it's almost completely apples to apples. Um, like the same thought process, at least for me, or the same structure that I want to build for a brand in terms of like, uh, you know, their positioning. I like to refer to it as an agenda. I like to think of what is the brand's agenda, meaning, you know, beyond just their business goal or their product or whatever, like something, what's their agenda that transcends that? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think people can do that too. It's really important. I mean, when you and I talked, you know, that was a big, you'd already kind of come to the table with, with a thought that made sense, but I was like, Hey, you know, a lot of people don't have that. It's like, yeah. you can't actually do anything. I mean, you, you, you can make content, but it's just going to be kind of buckshot all over the place yeah. until you identify like, this is my agenda. Like the thing I want to, the, the, the change that I want to create in my audience or the, you know, um, the impact I want to have, et cetera. And 
once you have that again, so just like a normal brand would, then it then it becomes a matter of like, how do I deploy that? Right. You know, I'm a big believer in and what I've done for the last almost two years now is this thing called branded programming, which is basically, I mean, I think we're, we're on one right now. We're on the late afternoon show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and it's a great example of how to do it. Yeah. Right. You know, of like, okay, I now know what my agenda is. I'm thinking about core behaviors or things about my personality that prove that that is my agenda. True. And this is all an exercise that allows you to it hopefully will break free some ideas of like, I want to do a show about this kind of a thing, or I want to do a show about this kind of thing. That's exactly what I do with brands um, that works with, with, with people. And I think that's because the best brands actually, you know, it's always been the analogy that like, well, a brand is like a person it has a personality. It has this, it has value. Da, da, da. It, it, so it's actually easier <laughs> in this world where people are, you know, can become brands yeah. because of we can we can do stuff like this. So it's the, I it's honestly the, the exact same playbook. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I always remember that you shared that I steal or borrow and share with other folks is, um, you know, the the definition that you gave of brand, which is kind of comes down to two things, right? It's your perspective on something, and then how you're different. Mm -hmm. um, from the other guys. So if you kind of frame your agenda, you know, to, to that end of, you know, what is my, how do I look, how do I, what's my viewpoint on this particular market or subject or, you know, fun, you know, whatever it is. Um, and, um, how do I separate myself from other folks that are, um, in the similar, you know, similar markets. So, um, so one question before we jump into our game here is, can you give us an example, um, of, um, maybe a quick example of kind of creating that agenda for maybe a well-known organization that maybe it was Domino's or um, one of the one of your favorite bands that you've worked with of creating that agenda and then what that looked like on the back end. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I actually do a I do a presentation uh, called Intro to Branded Programming where I have like slides of it and everything. I can try to explain it without those, so hopefully it'll <laughs> work. Um, but it is kind of important, you know, and I'm not a huge, actually, I guess I am a big chart person, but like for me, I've had to, I've had to create basically a one sheet thing that where I can kind of fill in these boxes yeah. and it becomes kind of the, the, you know, the, the instructions for how to do this. And I think it's important too, right? Because a lot of brands or, you know, a lot of, again, just my personal preference. I think simplicity is very underrated. I think it's very powerful, right. but we'll have a lot of these you know, strategy agencies and things come in and, and you know, justify a large uh, bill with like an 800 page deck. And I'm like, no, I, I want to be able to do it on one page. Yeah. You know, at least so someone can look at it and go, I understand this. Yeah. Um, you know, one example that I use in that presentation that um, I don't know if it'll be applicable because I don't know if, if everyone's had it. There's a brand of yogurt that I've worked with uh, for a few years called Noosa. And it's, you know, what was really interesting when they originally uh, came to me, it was like, okay, there's so much, so many yogurt brands, yeah. like, you know, and as I dug into them, I realized like, oh, wait a minute, this is a little different, right? It's, it's definitely um, one, it's made with whole milk, uh, you know, has sugar, honey, yeah. it's, it, and it's 
delicious. I mean, it's like when people. Yeah. Try to no, I've had I've had Nusa, and I, yeah. I and, I, and I, I can attest to that deliciousness. Yeah, and so, but the challenge was, you know, and and so, you know, digging into that, I realized, okay, they make this delicious product, but their agenda as a brand was really in their category. You know, yogurt is really kind of like a a a, a, a like weight management or a calorie man. It's, a, you know, it's like, oh, I'm eating yogurt because it's low calorie. I'm managing. Uh, and they, for something. That's right. And they yeah. were so much in like, no, no, no. We want, our agenda is to allow people to indulge in something that is good. You yeah. don't always have to be like, you know, they we would always talk about the shoulds. Everyone's always like, well, you should eat this. You shouldn't eat that. You should eat this. And so, look, this thing's really, really good. It's made with the natural ingredients to make, but you know what? Yeah. And if you like it, like it and don't care about what anyone has to say about it. So that became their agenda, really, which was just like the permission to indulge in what you enjoy. Yeah. And um, and and then, you know, so the uh, another way to put that creatively was like there's people who eat to live, which is sort of like I eat to manage my life. And then we looked at Newsom was like, you live to eat. So it's like really, um, and so that was that was their agenda. And then we looked at like basic behaviors that would prove that they were really were about this like in, enjoyment of indulgence. And it was like, one was, you know, this whole milk, everyone else uses skim milk. You know, that was a, that was a one little box. It's like, that's a proof point. Another one was, you know, the, the most delicious, you know, uh, source like fruits and things like that that get mixed in. Boom, boom, boom. So you kind of have these things and then you go, okay, now I have things to talk about. Right. Like I, I, maybe I want to create a show that is around um, the milk part. Right. You know, because that's really important to people or around the consistency part or whatever. Uh, and then you're able to kind of go, OK, now I want to come up with a content series. I'll call it a show all the time. I realize that's yeah. just new. That's what I use. So I don't want to confuse people. Yeah. A content series or basically to create an idea that you expect to do over and over and over again in hopes of building an audience and some equity in that thing. Um through a lot of trial and error. So, so that, that was one that we've built for Nusa and, and you can see, I haven't worked with them actually for a little while. They, uh, they sold to some cool. big, big company and nice. all my clients, I think took the, took the money and ran. So I don't really know. Uh, but I think they're still kind of following that playbook. But if you look a couple of years ago, you would, you would see a lot of the types of shows that were based off that. But I think with humans, with people, it gets so much more exciting. Mm. identify like okay once you have your agenda um you know like instead of just you see a lot of these influencers that are just like i'm just trying to do you know to meet the, the best practice you know like oh i gotta post three times a day you know just like but your content is just random or whatever yeah. like instead let's actually start to build you know uh you know uh, programming that's based yeah. on you and your agenda but it allows it allows it to kind of eclipse just you and your follower count, right? You know, you build, I guess you want to build substance. Yeah. You can do that through like these creative show ideas. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And that's, you know, as you, as you, you know, we talked about the influencer, uh, the influencer age, everybody wants to, you know, you build the, the, the end result of building the personal brand. A lot of times is to become an influencer and the, the, the idea of becoming an influencer is, yeah, you have this big following. Hopefully brands will reach out to you and pay you just to 
hold something up or be yourself, you know, and, and, and do whatever. And so that's the draw as opposed to actually delivering value um, on either something that's important to you um, or important to the folks that you're engaging with or to your audience. And so um, kind of flipping that script of not just being so encapsulated with the end result of, oh, I want to be an influencer. I want to have, you know, X amount of you know followers and get X amount of things, but being focused on that program. What is your agenda? Like, what do you want to do? Like for me, I love, as you can tell, I'm not camera shy. I love being in front of the camera. I love presenting. I love storytelling. And so um, if I can get opportunities to do that, but actually, so that fulfills my need. Okay, I've, I've told a story, I've presented, I've entertained, and like I feel some fulfillment in that. But at the same time, it's adding value to somebody, right? So the whole concept of meaningful work, right? So folks are spending eight, nine, 10 hours of their day working. How do they find meaning in that? So that was like, the community pool and how do I do that is by what I like to do, which is storytelling, camera time and all those different things. And then just build some consistent programming around that. Um, and that's how we kind of came up with the rough chat earlier and then now the late afternoon show and the meaningful Mondays. It's like, well, like these two shows on this Tim network, right? And just kind of building, you know, building that out. Yeah. So that's right. Right. Got, uh, crushing it. What was that? I said, you're crushing it. This is exactly <laughs> how people can do it. Little by little. So we got Ryan saying great insights. Loving the show. Thank you so much, Ryan. Um, I actually had a chance to chat with Ryan on his podcast a little while ago. So um, very excited for that to be coming out. So, so what we want to do is we want to mix it up a little bit. We want to play a little game with folks. We're going to play Pictionary. All right, we're gonna play Pictionary. So we know he's a brand guru. We know how he knows how to design brands and get their names out there and all that stuff. But does he know how to draw? Is he an artist? Right? Um, we know that he's a craftsman. If you guys go to Steve's Instagram page, this guy loves to build stuff. He just built the most coolest, chicest bench that would probably cost I don't know six hundred thousand dollars at IKEA. And he and he built it, you know. He built it right there. He built his own little backdrop when um when he was back on the East Coast. So this guy, and we know he's uh he's uh he's a craftsman, but let's see if he can draw. So I am going to chat something to him um in the private chat of what he's going to draw. I am going to play some music and while he is drawing it. So he is gonna draw it. And so Steve, what we want you to do is if you can, as you're drawing draw it on the screen so there we go so folks can see what you're drawing and then folks need to guess you need to guess what he's drawing you will have until half of the song to guess what he is drawing all right here we go here we go All right. All right. I sent it to you. Let me know if you got it. All right. Here we go. There we go. I haven't played Pictionary in a long time. I just have to get you to guess the... I got it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's hard to draw this way. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. Can everybody see what he's drawing? If you can guess it, we got some swag for you guys. We got some swagnets. 
some magnets that have some Mr. Meaningful Work swag. Okay. Okay. Can you guys see that? Hold on. Oh, wow. Oh, man. This guy is an artist. Who can comment what is being drawn on the screen right now? <laughs> Somebody said pasta. Close. Somebody said pasta. Marcus says pasta. What's up, Marcus? It is not. Is it pasta? Uh-oh. Okay. Brittany said she put a taco emoji. Okay. Yeah. So, Nicole is back. What's up, Nicole? Welcome back. I owe you a swagnet. All right. We're putting it together. Whoever guesses it first, we got pasta. We got a taco emoji. We got bowl of fruit. Oh, he's giving it away now. He's giving it away now. Who can guess what this is? <laughs> That's it. Oh, we've got food truck. Oh, oh. Popcorn, cereal. Oh, we're not quite there. Folks are close. Brittany, you're close. Oh, Matt got it. <laughs> Woo! Matt got it. Matt draws, man. Thank you. That was a taco truck. Wow. Yo, Steve, you what did you see? You see all the guesses coming in? Well, I didn't see them before, but now I'm looking at them to see. So someone had uh oh yeah, yeah. Brittany got the taco right away. And yeah, she got the taco right away, and then she said food truck, and then Matt came in. Boom. Truck. Yeah, there we go. Oh man. Good job, Matt. So Matt, we have some swagnets for you. I should have had them here, but in my rush to come in, I left them in the car. We have three different designs of Mr. Meaningful Work swag. So we got Meaningful Monday sticker. You, I mean, a Meaningful Monday magnet. You put it on your fridge, put it in your office so you can be motivated every Monday. Let's make this a Meaningful Monday. And then you have the Mr. Meaningful Work smiley face just to put some joy on your face. And then the uh, late afternoon show um, with just my smiling face. So if you want my picture all over your house, we can do that for you. Um, so thank you so much for playing that. I'm going to ask you another getting to know you question. Um, all right. So, Steve, you've worked for some some cool people. We're not going to lie. You worked for some pretty, <laughs> some pretty cool people. Um, uh, you know what? For those that don't know you, do you mind just before I ask you this question, do you mind just kind of listing off the some some name dropping. You can name drop now. Who are the folks that you have worked with or for in your time that would be recognizable to folks? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of recognizable celebrities and things that I've worked with making like commercials and ads and stuff. So, um, I mean, the most recognizable people, I would say, uh, I mean, in advertising, Alex Bogusky was one of the biggest names in advertising. Uh, I've made ads or commercials with uh, Jay-Z, uh, Taylor Swift, Eminem, Metallica, which was my favorite. Wow. Wow. Uh, Meek Mill, um, Dwayne Wade. I don't know. I'm, I'm forgetting a bunch. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne and Justin Bieber in the same commercial. Ozzy uh, Osbourne and Justin Bieber. That is like... <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was very confusing. <laughs> I can't even stretch my arms far enough. No. About. <laughs> no. 
It, it was it was uh, very confusing. Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some, but you know, I mean, in, in advertising, you know, especially when you work with some larger brands and you do yeah. have commercials and things, you kind of yeah, you're, you're gonna, it, just, it just happens. It just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the question that we had here is, if you could be a personal assistant to oh. anyone, a personal assistant to anyone, who would it be? That I've worked with or just anybody? Just anybody. Anybody is an option. You can be the personal assistant to anybody. Who would that be? Um, gosh, that's a group. I mean, I've never even thought about that because it's such a specific. It's not just like, can you be the best friend with somebody or can you hang? It's like, yeah. you to, thinking a little bit of like, well, I may like this person, but maybe being their personal assistant would suck because maybe <laughs> needy. Um, you know, I guess I would say. Um, I would say Dave Grohl. Actually, I'm a big Foo Fighters fan, Dave Grohl fan. Um, just because he's such a you know, because I'm assuming that being his personal assistant would mean I would go on the road and you know, kind of relive my rock and roll days. Nice. He'd be an easy person to be a personal assistant for because it's like you've seen low maintenance, and that's really what I'm looking for right now. It's a pretty like easy gig. Yeah, I don't want. Gonna for the Kardashians or anybody that's gonna no, make uh, yeah. you you don't want to actually work no but you want to travel and be a rock star and not really have to do anything that's right so <laughs> that is the perfect life that you just described right there man um so look man we're coming to the bottom of our time I just wanted to ask you um uh, another question as it relates to your experience um. And, and and some advice that you would share with folks um, as we are in this, you know, COVID-19 has changed a lot of people's lives, right? It's changed a lot of people's lives, obviously changed your life and some of the things that you were working on and a lot of folks um, ha um, have changed from a, you know, you talked about creating an agenda and kind of understanding, you know, where you want to go and the programming element. As we come out, what are, as we, if we're saying we're coming out of this kind of pandemic period, we're saying we're maybe on the upper or like the up-ish swing um, of it. What is some advice that you can give folks to to prepare them just from a personal branding perspective or just uh, um, just from your general experience that as we're coming out of this pandemic and things are coming back to normal, um, how could I how can I prepare myself to 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 add the most value to the marketplace as we're coming out of this pandemic coming out of this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if we are. I hope we are. <laughs> you, maybe, you maybe saw some news I didn't see. Um, I just saw that like the counts going up crazy or whatever. Mm -hmm. and they yeah. just that our kids are now not going to school and anyway. Um, but I would say this though, the one thing I would hope, I guess is, um, you know, it's been really interesting to me that the way we work, even just this, you know, like just at our jobs, but also, you know, historically, especially marketing, the way we would make content and ads and things, yeah. there's such a, I feel a little like, there are a lot of times where I would be on some of these, you know, these shoots, maybe with some of these celebrities or whatever, but you're looking around and you're like, Oh man, there's, I mean, it's, you know, millions, millions of dollars is being spent to make this commercial, you know, yeah. 
started with just an idea I had. So that's it's just a hunch that Steve had. Let's go, you know, and we're doing all this. And uh, or, or, you know, I remember a time where it's like there was a meeting. Cool. Well, we have a client meeting. We're going to get on planes, fly, go there for an hour, get back on planes, fly home. And, and one of the things that I think that this pandemic has done is it, you know, the first phase was like, OK, world's over. Well, this is horrible. And now we're kind of like, you know, as humans do, we go, okay, well, we're just going to have to figure it out. It's yeah. Stop. We got to keep going. Yeah. And and what I what I'm really liking about that and what I'm hoping coming out of this is that we we uh, de, you know we develop this um, this openness to this hybrid way of working, right? Because mm-hmm. the remote, the ability to be remote, I don't think you should do it all the time. But I also don't think I I, I felt it very wasteful um, before of how we had to communicate or how we had to make stuff. Um, you know, it allows you to be able to collaborate and work with people maybe you wouldn't have before. In sure. other, you know, just because they aren't in LA or New York, yeah. it's like, man, you know. So I'm really hopeful that coming out of this, you know, you're going to see uh, more folks like yourself say, "Hey, you know, stuck in my house. Well, guess what? I've got the internet, so I'm going to make something about it." Right. And uh, you're seeing a lot of you know brands and agencies and marketers and everybody's figuring out how to adjust. And um, and so I like that. I like the fact that it was like there. It took something like this to completely change us. And yeah. I hope that you know when the virus is controlled or when it's gone or however that's going to happen. I do hope that we remember these lessons. And, yeah. Because I think I think it's made. I know for me, it's made me like even on a personal level. Like, okay, yeah, you know, we don't spend as much money because we kind of can't. You know, we're not going to spend as much money doing this. We're happy. Yeah. Like, hey, maybe we can be better. Maybe everybody can learn to be just a little bit more frugal or charitable or uh, or mindful of others. You know, that's it's really, I think, you know, there's there's a really positive side to it as well. Again, assuming we just get it checked off and, and people can stop getting sick. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good because you know when things start to go back to normal, the what you don't what I'm hearing is that what you don't want to happen is that folks kind of slide back into that kind of attitude of complacency versus when they were in a catastrophic environment, they had to adapt, they had to be agile, they had to be you know be able to move and be creative and things like that. So. Um, and a lot has come out of it, right? A lot of connections have come out of it. A lot of cool, different opportunities have come out of it. So the hope is that on the backside of this, whatever that is, 2021, 2022, whatever that is, that that attitude of adaptability, that attitude of doing more with less, that attitude of using what I have in my hands to make something happen. I don't know if you saw a post. I don't think I, I might have tagged you on it. Um, was John Deere, right? So John Deere. Can't yeah, yeah, I saw you. I saw you on there screaming. So he was watching me on, <laughs> on LinkedIn, and now he's here live. Tech support. There he is. Boom. Uh, so you know, John Deere, instead of them being able to go out and do shoots with their customers, is quick, 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 quick. Instead of them being able to go out, they sent cameras to all their customers so that they can start kind of shooting themselves. Um, and you have this kind of user-generated um, 
or customer generated content. So that is the adaptability. That's right. That that folks have um, have become that's become normal, right? And hopefully it stays normal um, when things go back to normal. Yeah. That's right. No, that's really it. I just I I do like. I guess one thing I do like is everyone's barriers have been broken down a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, I think we as humans are so good at like presenting the face and, and everything we do. And suddenly like that, I mean, with that, you know, your kids are in your, your dog, your house, your everybody, you know, yeah. it's like everyone's just wearing sweats and yeah. everybody's. And, and I love that. I think that's yeah. really important for us to fundamentally go, wait a minute, we're all human. Yeah, you know, in this race, and and so I hope, I hope that um, I hope we can maintain some aspect of that because I think it's yeah. very valuable. That's good. That's good. Well, Steve, we want to thank you so much for spending some time with us. Um, do you have anything you want to say to Mr. Steve? What? I'll say that 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 you have wake up. Saying a uh, a good work to him. Yeah, the great job saying good work to him. Yeah, that's kind of what the, along the lines. Yeah, look at his nodding. He's like, yeah, that's appreciate it. Smart. Appreciate it. So <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, guys, for folks that joined us on the late afternoon show tonight. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, again, um, if you were watching us live, give us a thumbs up. If you're watching the rebroadcast, you know, after the live. Give us a heart so we can see um, what folks, um, how folks are engaging. Matt, you won some swag, so I am going to get in touch with you on how to get that over to you. Thank you again, Steve. Guys, we have a show next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, we have another show, and I will announce who our guest is. Um, and it looks like the connection worked today. Nobody dropped off and stayed true all the way through, so... We appreciate that. So we are going to play some music on the way out. And we thank you guys. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, that is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, thank you so much. And we'll see you on another edition of the Late Afternoon Show. Flashing those big brown eyes at me